Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Lo que sea, Dave. Whatever. Whatever, Dave. It's the Whatever, Dave Radio Network. Wherever fine podcasts are ignored. Are we back? Whatever, Dave. Well, gee, I think so. What does it look like? I think so. Yeah, you're right. So nice of Dave to join us for a second week in a <laughs> row. Well, you know, I'm a very busy person. You are, actually. <laughs> You're you're like legit busy, busy, not like your normal over dramatic kind of busy, acting like you're more busy than you are. You actually are busy. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, recognizing that. Got to give. I don't know if uh, I appreciate the backhanded compliment. Suddenly, but, yeah. Dave has a great job. Well, Dave, if it weren't for backhanded compliments, I wouldn't give you any compliments that's, at all. That's a valid point. <laughs> I, that's a valid point on your part. I guess I teed that one up for you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Dave. You're my friend. Oh. And uh, I am glad that you're still alive. Aww. Um, I'm, How you doing, Dave? I'm sure everyone's heard by now the uh, the Queen of England, Elizabeth II, has passed away at age 96. Uh-oh. And uh, it, it kind of led to an interesting dynamic here today at the News Talker. It did. There were, uh, there were three producers and Rich, um, our, our traffic reporter, we were all in the control room when the news broke, and of course, of course, we knew it was big news, but we didn't think that it should take over programming or the entire show. And then you had the uh, the on air talent, you had members of management um, calling in to break in and making it seem like it was uh, a bigger story than we thought, mm. and. Uh, and I thought that was interesting, and and not you know not to be insensitive or unkind, it's it's sad that uh, you know she was a mother, she had loved ones, she obviously was a beloved public figure, very well revered. But I don't know how big of a news story it is, Dave. You said it was kind of you, you think it might be generational. Yeah, to, I, to I, people like yeah. forty-five oh, yeah. and under. I really believe sure. that it is a, a generational. The, the people that were in the uh, control room, right? It's compared to the producers. The, yeah, the producers compared to the on-air talent and management that was calling in. Um, it uh, to I mean. The the on air host came in and was ready to blow up the show. Right, and we're just like, why? Right, and I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, we're 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 watching. We've got MSNBC on here in, in the studio where we're recording this. Uh, the Queen passed away. Uh, what time? This it was probably like two forty, two forty, something like that. Right. So so five hours later, it's still all they're talking about. CNN. Um, Fox News, they all went to All Queen all the time. And uh, I get it to a point. Obviously, she's the Queen of England. But I don't know how much bearing the death of the Queen of England has on our lives over here uh, across the pond. Unless you're like a big fan of the Royals and you're a big fan of the Queen. She seemed like a very nice woman. And that was kind of a side discussion that kind of came about from the Queen passing away was uh, the fascination of the royals by uh, many Americans. Right. Right. And and I've said it multiple times. I mean, take the royals in England and put them in America. You've got the Kardashians. Correct. Who are, are very famous, but nobody knows exactly what they do. And... Um, 
to me, like I said, it, it, it's sad because, um, you know, she's a human being. Uh, she had loved ones. Obviously, she was very popular as a, a queen over in England. But to me, I, to me, I, I put it on, on par with just about any other celebrity death. You know, it's, it's sad that somebody passed away, but it's not someone that I feel particular, a, a particular kinship with. There is a unique quality to it in that, it, and this is very different than our culture in America, that queen reigned for 70 years. Right. We've never had a president. Hell of a run. Yeah, we've never had a president that's been there longer for eight years. I mean, we have a lot of career politicians, mm-hmm. but I think for a lot of people, she was a staple. She was, People are very comfortable knowing that she was there. Yeah, and I can see if you're um, someone who lives in England, um, you've kind of accepted that these royals are going to live in the lap of luxury on, on, on public dollars, and, and they're pretty much symbolic. They go mm-hmm. around to a bu- bunch of different ceremonies. But you're right. There, there still is sort of this mystique in your head yeah. of the king and queen, and even though she's got really no go- governmental power, you still think a queen's in charge. And you're right, Rich. She was this benevolent calm gentile leader on the uh, on the uh throne ruling for 70 years and i could see how that could bring great comfort to the people of england there was also great strife in the generation after her right you saw with princess diana that you didn't see with her she was still someone you could look to and say oh well at least she's kind of you know keeping it together well it's funny you say that too rich because i i mean i was thinking yeah i guess the royals still are culturally relevant at least over here is as as pop culture figures right Mm -hmm. you had princess die who was um wildly popular over here um you have uh harry and megan who Mm -hmm. are are, our tabloid darlings so i i can definitely see why why she's in the news and why why it's relevant Uh, again though i i'm not sure exactly how big of a news story it is to me other than being the top story on on the nightly newscast and then moving on to something else sure and again i don't want to be disrespectful i think there's just this kind of disconnect dave with 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 people in different generations where um exactly you know and and i i guess i i I don't want to use this opportunity to talk about how i've never really got it with the royals um but I, but 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 it but it's here and, and and that's probably that that's probably the crux of this is I never really got it uh, with the Royals um, how you, you know they really don't do any ruling or or do anything from a government perspective uh, yet they still got all the perks <laughs> without without actually having to do the job. I agree with you. I don't. I with you know much respect and don't want to be disrespectful to her passing. But I, I think Dave I, and I, I, Dave, you and I have spent but, uh, half this uh, yeah. segment qualifying what but we're about I, to I say. Mean, yeah, I I really don't really have much interest right. in uh, the royal family. Uh, you know. Yeah, and like I said, if you're a fan. If you're a fan, as a fan, I totally get that. You don't have to explain your fandom to me. If you if you love the Royals, if you love the Queen Mum, you don't have to explain that to me. I'm just questioning the editorial decisions of the news uh, organizations here. Now, I will say this. Let me qualify this. 
yeah, there will be yeah. there will be a Sunday in late October where a certain team will be playing a game in England, and I will be very interested in what's going on across the pond on that morning. Right. All right. It's actually kind of serious, Dave. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I guess it'll be kind of cool to see, like, a coronation. No one's seen one of those in, like, 70 years, so. But <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I, I mean, rest in p- peace, Queen Elizabeth. But uh, I, I, I hope... I hope the coverage isn't wall to wall for the next few days because I, I feel like there are uh, there are other issues that have. I'm thinking more... that you'll be talking about it tomorrow. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, and that's fine. It's Friday. Um, it's kind of the end of the news cycle. But if if it goes into next week, I, I think that's going to be a disservice because there are, are a lot of things that that affect us more directly going on. As the great producer that you are, uh, you may need to uh, dig into those uh, contacts across the pond. For tomorrow. (laughs) Which would be nobody. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, break into our stack of stuff. We got dueling stack of stuff. Let's let's let Rich uh, lead, uh, hit hit lead off here. All righty. Well, gentlemen, you know we've often talked about uh, HBO Max and all those streaming platforms. Uh, You know about that uh, dragon show, House of the Dragon? Yeah. That's the The uh, prequel prequel to uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Now, were you a Game of Thrones fan, Dave? You know, I tried to get into it, and I will probably attempt to try to watch it again. But Mm -hmm. the first time around, uh, I don't think it was that I wasn't interested in it, in that I was watching other things at the time. So, Regardless of whether or not you're a fan of the series... You probably recall a couple of years ago when someone had left that coffee yeah. cup. <laughs> I, you know what? When that happened, I thought they did that on purpose just to create a, a little buzz. buzz. I oh, think okay. so, or like a little Easter egg. Or, okay. Because I, I mean, how many people are 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 watching this footage and editing it out? Mm-hmm. And yeah, how meticulous you hear they are with continuity for something like that to 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 slip through. Excuse me, I don't buy it. See, I disagree. I think it was a genuine mistake because you didn't need any more buzz with that. It was the that most talked true. about yeah. thing ever. Anyway, <laughs> something similar. I hope no one got fired for it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, apparently there was a character who was uh, had a couple of green fingers, <laughs> and they weren't supposed to be green. And people were like, well, what the heck's going on yeah. with this character? Why has he got a couple of green fingers? Is this She-Hulk attorney at law? <laughs> Right. And I guess what had happened was the VFX department was supposed to remove the person's fingers because the character was uh, going through some sort of disease and it was supposed to show the advance of rot that did, they were missing a couple. Did of they fingers. have the grayscale? I think that's the <laughs> no. I think that's the uh, the disease in Game of Thrones. I don't know what the disease yeah. was specifically. But anyway, this actor is <laughs> just hand walking around with two claw, green claws on their fingers, and people called them out. So now they're going through, and they're going to uh, fix that for subsequent viewing. I wanted to ask you, gents, what's the funniest or most uh, bizarre thing or mistake you've ever seen in a television show or in a movie? I have one. I'm curious if you guys have one. Do You, you want to go first, Dave? Go ahead. The, the, the one off the top of my head is the Tommy Wiseau masterpiece, The Room. Oh! Oh, and good call. it's it's the movie that James Franco's uh, the Disaster Artist was 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 based off of. It's this movie. I I, I think it 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 rose to prominence. I think Adult Swim used to uh, uh, show it mm-hmm. all the time, like a decade ago. And it's uh, a genuinely 
bad movie. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it, it's one of those movies that they tried, and it's so bad it's good. It's got like a cult following. Oh, it's fabulous. If I you, love it. If you go see like a midnight screening of it at like a, a, a movie house, it's like Rocky Horror pe- people right. like they they interact. Right. They they recite the the lines along with the uh, with, with the people. It's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, there's storylines that are. Uh, started and never resolved (laughs) quite a few yeah and i think there's a couple of sex scenes in this Mm -hmm. but it's the same scene put into the movie three times (laughs) yeah so johnny um played by tommy wiseau the uh the main character um him and his girlfriend lisa i love you lisa um they uh make love multiple times in the movie but it's the same scene yeah. put in there uh, three or four times. So that's the one that kind of pops out to me. Mm-hmm. Dave, do you have one? You know, there's the famous one in Star Wars, A New Hope, where the uh, stormtrooper uh, knocks their oh, head yeah. as they're walking into the room I love there. That one, yeah. And uh, the actor or the actress, whoever was playing the stormtrooper, thought that it was going to make it to the cutting room floor, and they <laughs> no, just left it in there. They did. It was like great. The stormtrooper just knocks, the, knocks their <laughs> head on the, on, like the, the, uh, on the the ceiling or whatever when they're walking into the room. The door opening The door up. opening, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. I yeah. loved it. When I uh, saw a movie called Cheaper by the Dozen oh. with my friend Joe. Is this uh, the Steve Martin yes. version? Yes. yes. This is about 20 years ago. We went to the theater. Now, some movies, when they shoot them, for a lot of people who probably don't know this, um, they film certain scenes knowing that when they are projected in a theater, uh, parts of the image is going to be masked off. Okay. And what, like cropped out or yes, what? Okay. Yes, because there's a masking process that occurs, or used to occur before digital projection, Okay, where they would, they would literally mask off the top and bottom of the frame, frame to get the correct aspect ratio for their screen. Well... Whoever was running the projector at the time forgot to do that. Oh. So throughout the entire movie, we saw the boom mic <laughs> hovering above Steve Martin and the cast. And so, you know, great. you know, Rich, that speaks directly to my heart because, oh, yeah. you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, of when they do bloopers and oh, yeah. then when everyone starts laughing and the boom mic sh- yes. comes down in the shot. I thought you would like that one. So this this wasn't the movie itself. It was the theater that you're in. Yeah, it was the masking process. Process that they forgot to do on the projection. Which so that's I, that's very exclusive. Like you and twelve oh yeah. other people have ever seen it. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who sat in there. And the thing was, nobody else in the theater really cared. Right. But I, Joe turned to me and said, "Is, is that the boom mic? <laughs> right. In the frame? I said, "Oh my goodness, it is." Everyone else in there must have been teenagers sucking face or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe the person running the projector that day is the same oh, yeah. person who who uh, does editing for Game of Thrones. Maybe. You know, they, <laughs> they don't have great attention to detail. Right. All right, Dave, next topic. So uh, I know that uh, you all uh, play fantasy football. And I know all that, of us, uh, all of you, I know that all 66 percent of, of us in this room. Play yeah, no, thanks. Football, uh, yeah. Well, and I know that you're all excited. So 66 percent of us are yeah. excited for tonight's start of the NFL season. Wow. So and uh, I know that 66 percent of us are probably familiar yeah. with Amon Ross St. Brown, the yeah. receiver for the Lions. Right. Oh, yeah. So uh, Rossi Brown and maybe only 66 percent of us. Remember the movie Remember the Titans. Oh, now that was a hell of a picture. Okay. I love to remember the Titans. 
Yeah. So uh, one of the uh, fantasy owners of uh, some lunatic, Amon Amon Ross St. Brown, sent him a message on Twitter. A DM. A DM that said it was the uh, famous speech that was given by Denzel Washington during Remember the Titans about when he was trying to get – he was explaining his lofty expectations for the players. Clean hearts, clear minds. No, that's from Friday Night Lights, but yes. (laughs) Uh, Quack, um, quack, quack. You know, uh, that, and that was Mighty Ducks, ah. obviously. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think we're honing in on it we're here. Honing in. Yes. We're getting close. Huh? So anyway, um, this uh, gained some attention uh, out of all the people that would maybe send Amon Ross St. Brown uh, messages, and it got me to thinking when I read this story. Uh, what was your favorite uh, Dave, motivational you speech? You didn't even read the message. But that he sent well, to Amon Ross St. Brown. It's, it's a long message. Well, I mean, that's okay. We ought to hear it. Not everyone listening has heard, remember, uh, has seen, remember the Titans. Well, that's exactly well, if right. I can, if, I can, if I can read it here, because right. it's in such, All right. it's in such. Uh, All right, let me read it, Grandpa. You left your bifocals at home. It's in such a small, uh, such small letters. Is it Who washing his But go ahead. I, uh, I've got. 2020 vision. What's better than 2020? I've got 4040 vision. 2010, which is what I have. Yeah, I got 20. Yeah, I'm, I got 2010 too. Um, congrats, you have been selected to my fantasy team. Hot. With that being said, I want to set a few ground rules. <laughs> we will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You don't drop a pass. Oh, you drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot in your John Brown hind parts. Yeah, no thanks. And then you will run a mile perfection. Now, when I first read this, Dave, I wasn't um, under the impression uh, that it was from Remember the Titans. I don't remember that scene. Hmm. So I thought this guy was just being a lunatic coming at Amon Ross St. <laughs> no. Brown. No. And I was like, this guy's going to get his ass kicked <laughs> no. because we saw in Hard Knocks Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, yes. uh, his dad is a former boxer, and he's been uh, lifting weight since he was a kid. Right. No, this is from Remember the Titans, and it was uh, part of Denzel's speech to try to motivate his players and let them know what he expected of them. Now, now what if Amon Ross St. Brown never saw it uh, like like me, and he read that. I know if if it were me, and I wasn't familiar with the subject matter, I would uh, get a restraining order against this guy. <laughs> I mean, I could see that. I yeah. could see where you're coming with that. Now, it and also once it was explained. We would not have a laugh about it. It would also <laughs> it also brings to mind. Now, I don't know how many sports movies you've seen. Yeah, but. Um, was that your original question before I yes. read? Okay, yeah. good. Let's what, get... uh, give me your favorite motivational speech from a sports movie. I don't know. Does it have to be a sports movie? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, this is the kind of the topic, Rich. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, well, you know it's what? a lot of motivational I mean, speeches. Yeah. Well, hey, Dave, why don't you just let Rich live and pick any motivational speech from any movie? Okay, Rich. What is your favorite motivational speech from a, any movie, of any cinema, if you will? Well, I thought we were going with the sports because <laughs> I just thought of I one. just got, yeah. uh, you know, verbally accosted by Michael for not including you yeah. because he serious, thought Dave. that you did not have one related to sports. So now you're changing it up and saying you do have one that's related to sports? Yeah, but it's not as good as the generic one I have. Yeah. Why don't you give us both? Because I don't really have one, so I need time to think of one. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Okay, my generic one yeah. is coffee are, is for closers okay. from uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Okay. And then my sports-related one yes. would be the one that uh, 
Robert Redford says to the judge in The Natural when the judge wants him to throw the game. And it's very uh, poetic. Okay. And I, I appreciate that and like that. Okay. I got to say, uh, I'm going to kick myself after the show because as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to think of a ton. I can't. Uh-oh. I can't think one uh, of one off the top of my head. <laughs> well, um, I, I got to say, in Ghostbusters two, <laughs> when they walk out of that courtroom and they're back, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, yeah. But I can't really think of uh, <laughs> uh, of, of anything that uh, really pumps me up speech-wise. It always goes back to Ghostbusters yeah. 2 with Mike. Who is that one loser bowler guy who uh, he was going around acting like he won the, the heavyweight championship oh, after? Oh, I like that guy. Oh, Pete Weber? Yeah. That he guy's goes, cool. I don't believe it. You know? No, 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 no. That was, no, that was not Pete Weber. That was... Uh, that was um... That was against Randy Peterson when yeah. when uh, Randy Peterson had the, one of the worst breaks in bowling history. That's right, yes. I did it. You know what used to you know what used to pump me up though. Every Batman movie, the first time Batman comes on the scene and starts kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, that's a sport though. You know, I also ass. yeah, I also like uh, in RoboCop where yeah. he shoots that guy in the ding dong. That's a great topic, Dave. <laughs> yeah. That got me pumped because that guy had it coming. He sure did. Well, so none of these are really like spe- motivational speeches per se. But I don't know. Um, Dave, obviously, I'm you got to go. I'm striking out. On you this really one. have to go to obviously uh, any given Sunday. Is that and yours? The, the clean uh, hearts, the, clear minds. No, that is from Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, you had me watch that on YouTube. One Al time. Pacino, inch by inch. Are you uh, come on. One of the that sounds iconic, like a short film for more mature audiences. One of the, one of the iconic. If you want a motivational speech for one of those, I can yeah, give you one. One of the iconic <laughs> motivational speeches. Obviously, you can go back to the early days, your type of cinema, which was the new rock, which was wow. the which was the new rock. The speech yeah, movie, you know, came yeah. out in 1984. So you know, it's not that old. What? It's about as old as us. Any yeah. given Sunday or Ghostbusters two? Well, both. Well, yeah. Any given Sunday came out maybe ten years after. Okay, right. I'm talking about like all the movies that you show us, know. like Dave, you know, Dave. I'm very sorry <laughs> so. that our motivational movie moments are not up to snuff. You know, there was something in Forrest first Gump of all, when he's playing ping pong. Well, for, first of all, I say uh, the, the question is: Let's just recap. The question is: I'm so ready give to me, move on. Give me a motivational speech from either a sports movie or a non-sports movie, a general one. And Mike comes up with, "I really liked it when <laughs> RoboCop shot the guy in the ding dong." <laughs> Right, the guy had it coming. You know, I agree with Mike. Hello, Dave. Dave, I'm going to tell. Uh, I'm going to tell you my favorite motivational speech. You got to come closer. You got to listen really close. You ready? <laughs> shh, 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 here it comes. <laughs> Next topic. That's you, Richard. Ah, yes. Well, this is some good news. Well, uh, this next story no. comes... This next story... Pro- oh, is this for Rich or for me? You are Dave. Oh. That is Richard. Sorry. I All said right. this is... I know. We're trying something different. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm totally is, thrown off This here. is my. This is actually it's my been, fault. It's been a long day. This is my fault. I don't know what you're doing throwing curveballs to us. All right. right. Yes. Uh, Richard, I'm sorry. Rich, please. No, it's quite all right. Is, is there something you would like to share with the podcast, <laughs> Rich? there is. Yeah, sorry, Rich. I got to tell you, folks, this is great news. Real off the, the rails. That's okay. The information Thank that God. I this guy over here is really bumming me out. It's okay. It's bound to happen. 
It's part of the show. This comes from Tel Aviv University. Ooh. Do you know where that is? Israel. Very yes. good. Very good. Dave knows. Yes. He's our resident Hebrew here. Yes. <laughs> Two antibodies that neutralize all known strains of COVID-19. Hell yeah. Including Omicron with up to 95% efficiency. We freaking won. Have been isolated by research. Well, it's getting close to that point. They found out that the spike protein that mm-hmm. binds itself to our cells remains consistent. There's a portion of it that remains consistent throughout every variant. So that means that uh, whatever we, we throw at it will actually attach to it properly. Wow. And it will prevent the binding to our cells. If it can't bind to, bind to our cells... Can't hurt us. Correct. Our cells can't replicate the virus and we can't get sick. So every one of those permutations has this little area on this on the spike protein where the antibodies that they took from these people in uh, Israel in 2020 these antibodies can attach to that one vulnerable spot wow and prevent it from attaching huh. so that's pretty awesome i wonder how that's administered uh, it's like if you were to go to the hospital and they give you antibody it's like a blood transfusion like an iv sort of correct okay so if you were to get sick you would get the antibodies, okay. and you would, the upside to this is you wouldn't ever have to take any more vaccines. Right. Your body would remember. Is this uh, readily available? Is no, this, not uh, yet. No. But and, is, and especially over here in America, it's probably going to take... Well, they did fast track a lot of the oh, yeah. authorizing for, for COVID stuff, so hopefully this, uh, this oh, yes. follows suit. And the scientists say that this isn't just exclusive to Israel. There's been a lot of other people researching this, and the sharing of research, obviously, to help out... But what's what's remarkable about this is they were looking for something that they could apply to every single variant, which right. was very tough at first. Right. And when we got the initial set of vaccines, even now these new vaccines, okay, they're going to be more up to date and they're going to have uh, Omicron. And right. They'll be able to protect us uh, to a certain extent. But this is like a guarantee it will cover every single variant so far because each one of them has that little vulnerable area in the spike protein well that's good because i feel like vaccines are always like six months behind the variants and a lot of times by the time six months rolls around or the the vaccine for the new variant is ready that variant's on its way out and there's a there's a new one Mm -hmm. coming so that'll be great because i gotta say i i've gotten my three covid shots mm-hmm. but i'm not i'm not big on getting getting vaccines every year i, I think there's a lot of people yeah. in that boat um you know for the longest time i didn't even get a flu shot until i started hearing all about this this twin epidemic and, and all that so if i can just get if they can get this in vaccine form or or you know some kind of oral tablet or some kind of transfusion and and you're protected for more than a year that's great news. Will it protect you against the tomato virus? The tomato virus? Yes. That, that is the, I don't That's know. the newest virus that's out in India right now. Oh, oh. really? Yes. Dave knows all the newest viruses. Well, all that that virus would need is for that portion of the spike protein to not have mutated. And it's probably likely that that spot on the protein hasn't, hasn't mutated yet. The problem with the other uh, vaccines that they had whenever they would introduce them to the cell or to the protein, there would the spike would still be able to attach itself. It might wouldn't be as serious of an illness, but it would still be able to attach. You know what that spike is like? 
Remember when you used to play video games and you'd be fighting a boss and like you'd be shooting him and nothing happens because you like you had to find the one one spot on the boss you have to shoot where he's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That's what this that's what this reminds me of. And even if that part did mutate, Dave, they might be able to find another spot in the spike protein that remains the same within that uh, um, that iteration. So it's all about finding consistency in each of the variants, which is probably what they've been looking for since the start. Okay, what can we say about each one of these variants that stays the same? Right, because that's how uh, the new variants were able to get around the old vaccines, because they had enough mutated spikes that... It wasn't uh, the the other one that was you know specifically for Delta, Omicron had different spikes and right. so it wasn't quite a fit. It wasn't it it was it was like putting the wrong key in, in, exactly. in the wrong keyhole exactly like that. Uh, that's great news, Dave. Yes, we'll see what happens with that. I'm very excited. Yes, about it. and you did such a good job of explaining that. Too. Did I? Well, thank yes. you. I hope I did. Oh, yeah. Very well learned in the uh, Omicron. Slash coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> We've got Doctor Richmeister and Dave, who literally knows all the new viruses. <laughs> this is the new World Health Organization here. No doubt. I, I can get you snacks. <laughs> We're like the CDC. Yeah. Uh, next topic, Dave. Our next story uh, talks about a girl by the name of Danielle Brigoli, and he, she is eight. You might know her better as Bad Baby, or the Cash Me Out Girl. Cash me outside, how about that? Right. And uh, so she infamously shot to fame back in 2016 when she appeared on an episode of Dr. Phil alongside her mom, Barbara Ann Brigoli. And in the segment about unruly teenagers titled, I want to give up my car-stealing, knife-wielding, twerking (laughs) 13-year-old daughter who tried to frame me for a crime. The then 13-year-old was cemented into the history of daytime television get her when out of she there? challenged she an audience member it? to <laughs> cash me out. How about that? Cash ah. me outside. Like, let's take this outside and we'll fight about now, it. Now, that's right. what that means. That's okay. what, so, yes. Following that's her, what I ascertained. Following her appearance <laughs> on the show, the teenager embarked on a rap career under oh. the moniker Bad Baby, ah. signing to Atlantic Records. Well, that's one of the big ones. However, last year, the teenager launched an even more lucrative career on OnlyFans. OnlyFans account. Yep. No Are you kidding. familiar? Yeah. I am not. No, but I took a guess. That's where everybody's going now. In fact, the move proved to be so successful that the teen has been named by Forbes as one of the highest earning creators as part of its 2022 list. She wow. came in number 16 on the list and made an impressive $49 million Whoa, in right. 2021 Whoa. thanks to her OnlyFans account. Whoa. Which sees subscribers pay $24 a month for racy pics, videos, that's a, and the teen often modeling lingerie and so swimsuits. This That's is a higher subscription than usual. This is perplexing to me because you tell Michael since she was on Doctor Phil, yeah. you know she was she's been an internet meme, and you had everyone on the internet kind of clutching their pearls and like, <laughs> oh, look at this unruly teenager, or 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 she she's an idiot, or or this person's stupid, or or she's like a caricature, right? And then that same internet is paying twenty four ninety nine uh, to see this girl naked on OnlyFans. Mm. It's it's sketchy, and right. and it I don't think it reflects poorly on her as much as it does on the people who subscribe to her. 
And in fact, the, the, after signing up to the site shortly after her 18th birthday, right. this part's this the part's Florida the creepiest. teen made one million dollars in six hours. So on her 18th Holy birthday, cow. like they were just waiting. Yes, isn't that creepy? <laughs> like, yeah, like the, the the whole internet. And I bet you there's a lot of overlap between the people paying for her nudes and the people who are who've been posting memes about her between the time she was on Doctor Phil and got on OnlyFans. Her 18th birthday the very first day she was legal to do this yeah you had enough people tuning in watching her to make a million dollars and rich that was my first thought disturbing you have a whole bunch of creepy dirt bags counting down the days just looking at this girl who they've been posting memes about like a piece of meat Mm -hmm. the very day it, it was legal for her to disrobe these people were lining up and paying for the privilege. It is just so bizarre. And what's interesting is her her, her post that she put on Instagram showed a breakdown of where all the payments were coming from. Sixteen million from subscriptions, twenty five million right. from fans purchasing pay per view content through messages. Bad baby racked up another a hundred and sixty one thousand in just tips. Oh my goodness! And here's the other thing. Obviously, she's not as stupid as as the internet thought she was because here she is making more money than any of us uh, are ever going to make in our lives in a year. And like I said, I don't think that reflects poorly on her. Um, She's been an internet meme since she was 13. I wonder if they're going to close the Queen's OnlyFans now that she's... Maybe yeah, maybe deceased. Uh, I think they'll keep an office of the OnlyFans open. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you know she actually made uh, fifty-two million, but the once, queen? but once no uh, bad baby, but once OnlyFans take took their cut, she still was left with a uh, eye watering, as they quote here in the yeah. story, forty-two million dollars. Yeah, eye watering. Yeah, it's so. I mean, it it just gives me a disturbing feeling. Uh, just kind of the way people interact with these 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 young girls in the public eye influencers and and how and how they're they they tear them down uh but then they've got this like weird sexualization of them that they'll pay a million dollars she'll make a million dollars the very first day uh she's she's not a minor it's just that that story just makes me feel icky all over the place i do have to say that dave though uplifted me yesterday oh when he said, oh, you should, uh, you should think about starting an OnlyFans. Well, and I was flattered well, that Dave thought that I, yeah. there would be a market for me. I mean, just because it's been take, it, it, it has been taken over by porn because that's what happens on the Internet. But it, it, it didn't start out no, it did not. As, as being a porn site. It's like uh, it, it started off kind of as like a Patreon where if you have a cooking channel, people can pay for your videos or, or more yeah. access to And we've sat on the show all the time. I mean, we like to make a lot of OnlyFans jokes, but I honestly think it's good. I, I think it's good for humanity because whether you like it or not, there's going to be a market out there for pornography. And it used to be very exploitative. Um, they used to have these girls shoot hundreds, if not thousands of videos, pay them very little. And in a short amount of time, they were out of the industry. Now this gives them power over their own career, power over what kind yeah. of content they want to make, and uh, they get to keep more. So, honestly, I, I, I think find uh, it empowering in a way. It's capitalism it, at its best. Yeah, but it's it, it, yeah, it, it's an improvement over the old system. Sure, of and course. I think it's a net positive. Right. Um. But yeah, you, 
all you guys who paid a million dollars to see Bad Bunny's OnlyFans on her 18th birthday, as Rich would say, you guys are sick. <laughs> all right. So uh, the messenger didn't have time to grace us during the show here. Oh. Uh, so he dropped off the would you rather before, oh. and he told me not to peek. So I, Preemptive I, would you rather. Yeah, so I have not opened this yet. Let's uh, take a look. Would you rather become the king of England? Ooh, very topical, yeah, kind of. Very topical. Become the king of England or be the most famous athlete in the United States? Huh. Uh, Rich, you want to go first or you want to mull it over? Oh, gosh. I need to keep track of like who goes I'm first I'm thinking of week. a couple of things here in my head. Let me just... We'll come back to you. Okay. Dave. Oh, easy. The most famous athlete. Um... Yeah, I. Although I would prefer to be the most famous athlete in the United States over myself, <laughs> I think being like the king of England is more lucrative and probably less work. I don't know if it's necessarily more lucrative. Well, I. Let's see. The I'm most a, famous athlete in the United States, obviously, is making Le- LeBron is James, LeBron, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan. They're making a billion dollars. How much is King of England, is King of England, the, uh, is, is the King of England bringing that in? Of England, make. his uh, uh, money source is endless, though, because it's from the ta- the taxes of the uh, people. Have you have you seen how Michael Jordan's Air Jordans sell? That's okay, en- that's endless. Well, then to me, the tiebreaker will be it's less a- less effort. Literally, all you have to do is just be born under the right circumstances. No, but you got to go to a lot of those stuffy parties and all that's that fine. Other I'll stuff. go to yeah, but you know what? You're in charge of that stuffy party. Everyone's kissing your ass at that stuffy party. You no. make the party. Right. Come kiss the ring. Yeah, I'll be the king. Yeah. I'll make, let's see, I don't know, probably, let's see, seven figures. I'd make ten figures just to go around and be a glorified ribbon cutter. To me, it seems like <laughs> being the king of England is just like being the mayor of a town, except uh, with a much better title and except a lot it's more a monarchy. Money. Yeah. Of England. You get some dope-ass jewelry, though. I don't got to do anything. I literally what kind just... Of, what kind of dope-ass jewelry do you want? I don't know. They got rings and crowns. I've and... never seen you wear... The type of dope-ass... I've never seen you wear a, pair of ju- a piece of jewelry in my Dave, life. Dave, I like to look at it. The type of dope-ass jewelry only accessible to the king of England. That's right, Dave. Yeah. I, I'm... Something you wouldn't know anything about. Right. Sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That's weak. It's a weak argument. And if, as the king of England, I'll, if you beat me in fantasy football, I'd have you de- beheaded. Well, oh, that's good. While you're well, sweating why, on the why, field, what are you, Napoleon? Yeah. Go ahead, do some. I'm Henry the Eighth, bitch. You'll be doing your calisthenics. I'll be sitting on the throne. Right. <laughs> uh, not a, literally. Not a Won't have right. to go into the locker rooms. Right. Those things stink, man. Right. I don't gotta do any wear and tear on my body. Right. Because uh, how do you know that you might have to get a rotator cuff or something because you're shaking all the hands at all the parties? (laughs) You know what? I'm not. (laughs) Carpal tunnel. (laughs) Look, I'm not at risk for any CTE. That's a good point. I didn't think of that, Dave. You know, basketball players probably get CTE. And, oh, yeah. and, what, and you know what? When you have to knight somebody, maybe the the sword slips and you cut yourself. Wow. Dave, you go ahead and have fun. Dancing for dollars here in the United States as the world's most famous athlete. Um, I'm going to be suckling off the public teat as King of England. You can visit any time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, appreciate right. that. And by the way, um, as King of England, uh, 
I demand that we hear Richard's answer because you and I have been arguing here. I'm going with the king. All right. Mike, yeah, he, already, he already said he was going with the king. He was going to wear some cool jewelry. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I just said that to get a smirk on you. Right. Any other uh, any other reasons before Dave uh, so uh, rudely mm-hmm. interrupted you? Uh, I, you know, they do a lot of nice tributes to the king as mm-hmm. well. You're still in the media. Right. And you have a little bit more privacy than you would if you were an athlete. If I, here's a nice basket of fruit for you. If I were king of <laughs> England, in a in a beautiful bedazzled bowl. Guess I, what? I prefer a bedazzled bowl. Yes, Dave. Guess what, Dave? You know I love anything bedazzled. If I were king of England, your only job would be to do this podcast with Ooh. me. Because I would I would just do podcasts as the king of England, and everyone that. would have to listen. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's like when Michael Scott wanted to to marry somebody and have a bunch of kids so that they would all be his friends. Right. <laughs> Exactly, just like that. All right, so I think you the- must listen to my podcast, or you'll be beheaded. Wow! Right. If I catch you listening to Joe Rogan before my podcast, off with your head. There you go. I don't you think can- they can still do that. You can listen to Joe Rogan like after my podcast. Also, the King is arguably much more famous than any athlete in history. That's you know true. I'm going to tell you right now. Think of de- think of a deck of cards. Right. I'm going to tell you right now. How many athletes run a deck of cards? I'm going to tell you right now. Make it happen. Michael Jordan, yeah. LeBron James, yeah. Tiger Woods. Yes. More yes. well-known than the Queen of England. Well, that I don't know about that. Have you seen the Queen's OnlyFans? <laughs> I have not. All right. Well, well then. Apparently, someone's uh, dipping into their uh, lucrative contract from whatever, Dave, and, and going on the Queen and buying well, I wish we had a contract. That'd be nice. How much OnlyFans could Rich subscribe to if he was the King of England? Oh, that's a great... Oh, yeah. my goodness. Would you get free subscriptions? Oh, the, that's uh, possible. Yeah. You now, might... Yeah. He supports the working class. He would pay. That's right. Yeah. All right. So normally, I, the last few weeks, we've been unanimous. We've got a split decision yeah. here. Yeah. Um, King of England, Rich and I, uh, to Dave's most famous athlete in the United States. I guess majority rule since this is a monarchy with the two kings of England sitting here. Off with his head. Yes. We'll see you next week. Except for Dave, he'll be decapitated. Later, peasants. Bye. <laughs>